1: are down to one more episode with Emily. Yeah, It's the end for Callie.
0: It's the end of the end.
1: End of the end. I, I was telling you the other day, it does feel like a series finale for next week.
0: You know what I decided? I decided last night as I was going to sleep. And I thought, you know what it is? It is the series finale. And then, like, next season is the extended canon, like the... The extended story. Yeah. Kind of like the the long epilogue. You like know? you're waiting
1: for the <laughs> two hour movie.
0: You know? Yeah. It's
1: like Buffy well, it's ended like, and then I was hoping there'd be a two hour movie. Like we're getting a into ten hour eight movie. hour. It's a ten <laughs> it's hour, a movie. Ten hour <laughs> movie. All right.
0: And that's what it is. You it's know? like you don't need it. That's how it feels it? to me.
1: Right. You don't need it at all. Mm. Like, but the, it's just like okay, if they're gonna do it, fine.
0: I can piece out. And be like, they're doing this extra thing that I'm like, nah. he will be back <laughs> for the last hour. he will come back for the last hour. We'll see. If they uh, announce she's coming back for the finale, oh, I'll watch the last one. I keep forgetting
1: one. that you have all these caveats. Okay. I'm just not going to tell anyone what Callie's doing because who the hell knows. Okay.
0: so <laughs> Nobody knows. It's Nobody knows.
1: All
0: right. So this week.
1: This week was. Kelly no, didn't. I know. Again, love- we flipped. Callie didn't like it, it, and I did.
0: Well, it's not we that I didn't like it last it's just, week. It's not even that I didn't like it. It's just that I, when it ended, I was like, Meh, okay. You know, like okay, on to the next. You know, I don't know. It was okay. It was fine. No problems. It's fine. <laughs> they could have <laughs> hugged her. <laughs> That's all. I mean,
1: re- Cal's real, real focused right now on the fact that Oliver didn't hug Felicity, and it's really bugging her. Well,
0: it's just such a little thing. It's just a little. I know. Thing. I'm like, really? Could, could he? But it's just. It's such. That's a gonna little be your thing. heel to die on. <laughs> it's, it, might, it just might. It just might.
1: Okay, because you have at it, like, girl.
0: It'd have been so easy just to like a little one-armed hug because his other arm was all like Ugh, hurt, but like a one-armed hug would not have been hard. That's all I'm saying. I remain true to the last. <laughs>
1: oh. It's so funny to me when you enjoy. It's like it's really funny to me when my opinion is opposite of fandom. Like, uh,
0: it's really fun when you agree with fandom, and but when you don't, then fandom doesn't like 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 you anymore. Um, That was me like last gonna week. Like, they're going to eat your young kind of thing. It's like, okay, I'm sorry. It that's really I, bothers
1: people that I enjoyed last night's episode. Like, it really bothers some people. That's I'm sorry. That's why I
0: super quick backed out of Twitter last week after uh, I enjoyed the episode. Right, well, and like, you know, no, it super okay, bothered bye. people that I didn't enjoy last week's episode.
1: It's like, pickling, guys. Just tell me what you want me to say. No, I, it, it was, I, as I was typing mess. I really love this, I knew ex- I knew that I you knew, I you knew were doing. that this was probably gonna piss off some people, but <laughs> yes. whatever. I'm just I right now I'm at the point where I love what I love, I yeah hate what I hate and it's whatever. It's you fine. Can people, only can be true people can gonna agree, people to disagree. Yourself. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm just my own nation right now. Yeah, you are. my the reason why <laughs> the I, I know, you tell me, like you, you really are. <laughs> no, it's fine. Will you be marooned with me? Yeah, with well, I'm
0: on the neighboring island? island. Like, okay, like, that's I'm cool. Alone. It's like
1: <laughs> it's like you're on one side of the island and I'm on the other. Let's do that because it's like lost. <laughs> like it's like where the others lived, and then like I'm where the crash. So am I. Landine another
0: was. Can I be another? Can I be Juliet?
1: You can be okay. another. I'll be. Thank you. I'll be. I'll be Kate. Okay. Cool. She has cute clothes. <laughs> <laughs> I always blow when lost whenever I see Kate. I'm like she is always adorably dressed, and everything fits her,
0: tailored
1: yes. to a T. Isn't it's that isn't amazing. that a miracle in and of itself? It is a like Juliet is occasionally in a shirt once in a while that you're like, okay, that doesn't fit her. But like Kate is just it's everything is proportioned perfectly to her frame. Well,
0: and her little lowrider jeans are always like perfectly like Like
1: fitted. low ride. Like it shows the hip bone perfectly, but not too much. It doesn't show crack. Yeah, she doesn't sew cracks. You do you get hip bone. bone
0: but no crack.
1: Right. It's perfectly sexy. <laughs>
0: Like I just
1: I was like no one. it's like it's like Jack and Sawyer never stop to ask how it, how come everything you put on is magically hot how does that happen they just miracle. accept it as an as yeah. as part of nature
0: it's that just what all it the is. clothes
1: first of all that there's clothes found on the deserted well, island well all and then that second luggage
0: a lot of people die oh yeah all that realize. luggage everyone is a side zero <laughs>
1: negative two or whatever could happen that's true we have to have a whole other lost conversation because i have been watching four and i have no idea what the fuck is going on i can tell you what don't tell, tell
0: me <laughs> no but i mean i could help you figure out as i forget season four all of a sudden
1: right okay i gotta fear us back okay so because we're gonna start talking about loss and that's fine that actually might be a better
0: show to talk about but
1: <laughs> um okay so here's why i loved it
0: I love Tommy. Nobody's going to be surprised here (laughs) why she loved it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no one's going to be surprised why I loved it. Uh, I sometimes think people don't understand the depth of how much I love Tommy. Like, I love Tommy a lot. I
0: love Tommy a lot, too. Like,
1: a lot. I'm not joking around when I say I want them to bring him back. I'm not joking Mm -hmm. around when I say I wish the show for the last six years was Tommy heroine Oliver. And... The, what I was expecting was like one or two scenes and then we're done. But we got the whole episode of Oliver and Tommy arguing about Oliver's existential morality crisis.
0: Right. Okay.
1: I love that shit.
0: I know. That I was like tailor made for you. I was like, okay, <laughs> I'm in.
1: I'm 100% in. That was it. I, you know, and I understand there wasn't a lot of Felicity and Elicity scenes and I get it. Sure. That's annoying. Uh, It doesn't, I don't remember a lot of times, I'm just thinking back to other seasons where I haven't gotten a lot of Elicity stuff and I've been really mad about that because I think I've reprogrammed myself years ago (laughs) just (laughs) to, to get used to this pattern on the show of when they deliver the Elicity stuff and when they don't. And I understand that Emily is leaving. Uh, I get it, but it's not gonna make Arrow a different show. They're not, I know that that's maddening to some people and it makes no sense that, you know, Beth would not craft the last three episodes around Emily or however many episodes around Emily um, and utilize her to the full extent. Um When have they ever uh, really used Felicity Smoke in the capacity that we want them to? I mean, season seven has been the best season in terms of Felicity's arc. But in past seasons, they never use Felicity enough. There's never enough Felicity scenes. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That just feels like a common complaint um that i've i personally have just kind of let go of because to me it's like it's like argue it's like spitting into a tsunami you're not gonna make any progress at
0: windmills (laughs) at this
1: point right it's like okay (laughs) yeah so i was not expecting um a huge focus on elicity and felicity for the last couple episodes i think we're gonna get a nice big focus in the series finale Because that's what they do. Yeah, that's what they do. They premiere (laughs) mid season and season finale. And occasionally you get a few episodes sprinkled in between. But, you know, they're not, I mean, I know that drives people nuts. Like, but they're like, okay, but she's leaving now. Yeah, that's fine. They don't care. It's, 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 they're still going to do
0: what they do. Which, and that's why they're maddening. Right. That's why.
1: Welcome to Arrow.
0: Welcome to our hell. The water is Welcome nice. to what it means to be an Arrow fan who
1: loves Felicity Smoke and Elicity. They're never gonna use them to the capacity that I personally feel they should.
0: I've been saying it since season three. Arrow is never going to give me what I want. Right. Never. I mean it's really ever. Well, and I guess that's ever.
1: really where I'm at. I've ever. maybe I've processed all that anger over the years already. But I'm just, I'm just... tired.
0: like everyone's like i mean they're yelling at me i mean
1: everyone's like jen you're crazy well Mm. you know we knew that already so (laughs) and you know i don't really uh if the popular consensus is that you know they haven't been using emily enough there hasn't been enough elicity um i agree i completely agree but I would apply that but it's not gonna st- change. standard to the last seven years.
0: Yeah. It's not just this season. This season <sighs> has given us more Felicity than we've ever gotten before. She is key in the flash forwards. Even before she was revealed to be alive, she was key in the flash forwards. Like,
1: Well, and I guess my thing is... This is a big is, season for her. I guess my thing is... I didn't feel like there wasn't any Felicity in this episode. I felt no, like that there was, was a like, lot. There was plenty. There was a lot, and she was quite a busy lady um, saving her husband. Uh, I understand that there wasn't a lot of Oliver and Felicity together. Like, your complaint is no
0: hug, which, yeah. Well, that it's that just should a a small been something thing.
1: that they did. You know, I don't disagree. <laughs> no.
0: That's, a, it, that's all. It would have been right. super easy to do it well it was it uh, you know what pe- it reminds me of i, I remember a the last uh,
1: season six finale and i remember like how steve and emily were like really pumped about that scene and like how it was so oh amazing. i know and how
0: stupid that was
1: yeah and i was like <laughs> really and like the way yeah, their physical was contact was like so that. awkward that they had the table in between and then like, she was like mm-hmm. reaching across it and i was like why wouldn't you just come around the table you know what i mean like why the table and like they like they made it sound like it was this amazing physical connection emotional connection i was like the whole way that they were set up just threw me off like i couldn't get over no <laughs> listen when you want so i've been there want, i totally see where you're like why isn't he hugging her that's stupid it makes no sense like when it just you're throws talking you out of the about, scene
0: about about oliver being emotional the scene in 623 was less than, picture the less than sign, less than the scene last night with Tommy where he said, they're threatening my family, and he was breaking down. And I was like, okay, I'm feeling an emotion here. <laughs> like, yeah. That was powerful. That was good emotion. 623 fell flat. I'm not sure why. It just right. did. But the scenes with Tommy last night where he was just like kind of working through, like, I need to... They're destroying my family. They're they're killing my loved ones. What am I supposed to do? And you really felt his like desperation and grief. You know. Was... I mean,
1: Stephen and Colin have wonderful chemistry. Oh my god! And I have and missed we've it missed greatly. I yeah. I I get really pissy when I think about how <laughs> we could have had, had that Colin all this time. All this time. And Tommy, this whole pitter patter back and forth. Tommy oh. with Felicity, Tommy with Diggle, oh. and what did we get? We got fucking Laurel Lance.
0: <laughs> <sighs> it's so wrong. It's rage-inducing. <laughs> it's so wrong. So well, that's one thing I thought last night was done well, was the Tommy and Oliver scenes were just...
1: Well, yeah, I mean, I'm sorry, that was it i was that am i supposed to be talking about, i mean here's my thing everyone's like dinah was horrible and i was like uh-huh but tommy are was amazing are you expecting and any
0: different like, from there dinah. Wasn't
1: a <laughs> right it was like first of all i was like uh that's like saying there's paint on the walls like that that is dinah's existence on this show to be annoying or to irritate the shit out of me or to have a personality she's like the new I don't know what it is with this show what is it with this show and canaries like they can't come up with a personality for these characters and stick to it week after week could we just pick one they just cannot write canaries they can't write canaries to save their (laughs) damn lives it's like okay all right now I gotta do my diner rant but then we'll get back to Tana okay so here's my diner rant
0: just because we're not writing di- about Dinah doesn't mean that we don't think Dinah is being annoying. We're just ignoring her.
1: <laughs> right. Like, right. It's, it's, it's <laughs> just. It's uh, just. That's what I had to say.
0: <laughs> well, no, you have more to say than that. but I do. No, I do. Yeah.
1: I Here's my thing. Uh, Dinah and this disloyalty thing really irks the shit out of me because pickling. Yeah. And within the episode, she'll flip flop from one extreme to the other. So in this particular stream uh, where we started was she's all pissed off that the police um, know about Roy being a murderer, which gets her in trouble. And she's bitching about her job. Like as a building is literally sitting on Oliver, Dinah is bitching about her job that she might lose it because that's the most important thing. Okay. And then she's like, we shouldn't have done that. She sounded like a petulant toddler arguing with Diggle. And Diggle's like, shut the fuck up. And I was just like, at this point, I was just like, listen, if you are on Team Arrow, then you fall in line. You do what Oliver tells you to do. That's really where I'm at with Renee and Dinah. Shut up and follow directions. They're like kindergartners. And then if mm-hmm. they can't do that, then you're not on Team Arrow. Then leave. Right? You're done. Thank you. Yes. Be done. If if all the decisions that Felicity Diggle and Oliver make are worth questioning to this level week after week after week, then you're done. Laurel, when she was part of Team Arrow, was not this argumentative, which is really saying something. I mean, and she actually had some legitimate beefs, you know. Oliver well, wasn't well telling her who went murdered along her sister. With,
0: with what Oliver wanted yeah. to do when she was on the team. Right
1: she fell in line she's like all right right," I'm like yeah just shut up no one cares about your secondary <laughs> opinions nobody cares dinah nobody cares okay so she does all of this in front of roy elicity's firstborn son and he's like wow roy's like i suck and listen I, you know Roy's my son. I love my Roy unconditionally. But
0: he did a boo-boo not telling them about You're
1: wildly pretend. problematic. And like 80% <laughs> of this is your fault. Because you did not tell Oliver, hey, buddy, just so you know, I have homicidal tendencies.
0: <laughs> just, just a little thing. What a bad good to know More before going I. into the field.
1: That's yeah, looking all. into medication for it. <laughs> Maybe there's a who's a
0: what's it that I
1: can go Maybe see. Maybe he could
0: have had a buddy with him. Last right. Night. Like Make I need to sure the chi. I haven't
1: quite decided how I'm going to handle it. The buddy but system. <laughs> bottom line, I have a tendency to kill people because I'm bloodlusty. Yeah. And Oliver would have been like, listen, man, I still love you. We can work around that. We'll have buddy a buddy Like Kelly said, let's do a buddy system. <laughs> Stick you with Diggle. I'll stick you with yes, me. It's good.
0: It'd be it's Perfect. Good.
1: And we just perfect. tell you, no, you sit on the chair and you wait. You just wait. We'll just, he'll, it's like he's dressing. He just, he like makes it look pretty in the fight scenes. Nope. Don't fight. You just sit there in your red hood. Looking pretty. Looking pretty. That's all we need from you, Roy. But so no, yeah, I'm either. not disagreeing with Diana. <laughs> that's like, this is all Roy's fault a lot, but it, it, <laughs> But again, you're either on the team or you're not. If you're on the team, then you you made the decision you back up your we're team. backing up Roy and that's the end of it.
0: And that's where Oliver's at and Oliver's right. right.
1: And Diggle so. too, cuz you know, Roy sacrifices I don't know, entire life so Oliver could continue being right. the arrow. Yeah. So then Roy in his infinite wisdom and problem solving whatever decides to get suicidal cause there's some gas thing and they have to turn on a generator. It's stupid. Just roll with it. And he decides I'm going to go do this. And Dinah's like, no, you'll die. You can't. And he's like, well, you pretty much just told me that you want me dead or at least in prison. Basically you want me in prison. So I'm going to go like die a hero. And then you don't got to worry about me. And then you can like tell the police that, Hey, it's the dead guy in the red hood that did everything wrong. And I'll be dead and all your problems are solved. And she's like sobbing. She's literally sobbing as he goes into the fumes. And I'm like, You were really? going to now sell this guy out five <laughs> minutes ago. Now and you now like you're him? like, Now you're crying. Sorry, there's yelling. Now you're <laughs> crying. We're crying. <laughs>
0: <laughs> unbelievable like, well, because all of par- a sudden her eyes were open to how noble and brave and oh, honorable he's really that a good that person. really was like, <gasps> I didn't know
1: that well
0: you know what's funny it's like Oliver oh her and her face. Diggle and Felicity tell Dinah this is Roy. We love Roy. Roy is our boy. Roy is honorable. Roy Roy is brave. Roy always does the most amazing things. He's self sacrificing. We love Roy. And Dinah's like, mm, not buying it. And it wasn't until she saw him do that. She's like, oh my God. I should have listened oh to Oliver and Dave. He's loyal and it's selfless like- and
1: sacrificing. Oh my God. That's so. Oh, look at that.
0: They tried oh, to tell he you punch her in her
1: stupid face. Take your job they and shove to him. To it. Just listen, listen to them China and Just this God-blessed police department First of all Why is
0: that job The best job ever? Likewise,
1: why is care. Why do you want to be Captain of the Stupidest police force <laughs> To ever exist In the world? Why? Quentin bailed Quentin bailed He's like Fuck these guys I'm gonna go work For Oliver Queen Yeah that's mm-hmm. what needs to happen Because this the only person who can save the city Is Oliver Queen This police department will just not get behind that He's fucking deputized And they're still thinking he's a murderer It's like okay Fine You know Honestly they deserve to get picked off Like yeah. Straggling young I By predators like They just deserve die. it yeah, I, really, I was getting like the Renee's gonna die, this episode. I feel like well, maybe it's it'll gonna happen be next, next episode, episode. But then
0: what are they gonna do next year with present Renee? Well,
1: just I show him in the maybe present.
0: Present Renee is not like, gonna
1: be around. maybe he's
0: just not in the future anymore after next. Week.
1: That could be. I mean, they could do that. They just it'd be kind I mean, of it's, it's not funny, it's but we'd be weird, like, haha, oh, but... you're in present day and you're gonna die. <laughs> I'm evil. I'm going to go right
0: to hell. What is the matter with you? You need help. I'm so
1: terrible. (laughs) I hate the newbie so much that I'm terrible.
0: I Listen, Renee, I can deal with Renee because Renee pretty much does what he's supposed to do. Renee, shut up. Renee's all like, how high?
1: Right. (laughs) Renee has shut up. Like, if he could just (laughs) zip it on the Emiko bullshit. Oh, she really well, he loves her of, family. Oh. Yeah. And Oliver's he, like, he oh, does she? <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, he was like, i like, so, like, so oh, done. Okay,
1: anyway. Oliver was like, I'm so done with you. And this Emiko loves her family. Oh, really, Roy? She's loyal? She's trying to put an arrow in my eye multiple mm-hmm. times. We'll get to her, killed, too.
0: Killed our dad. Killed our dad. Killed her dad. I just love that she <laughs> killed her dad. Is that wrong? Mm. It's
1: like the only thing about Emiko pretty, that I'm like, that's amazing. Pretty
0: goddamn tragic.
1: I mean, it's just such a mind fuck. Like when you think about it, you're like, "Oh, well, she could have saved them," and she literally sent her brother to a living hell. But it made him into a person that can stop her.
0: But how is he? She did not anticipate that. She's he can't kill be- her because I Tommy know. said he can't. Tommy. That. OK. Now we gotta get
1: back to Tommy. OK. <laughs> so I've yelled about Dinah. OK. So me being irritated with Dinah is the same thing as me being irritated with Laurel Lance. In a, and, you know, there was it's like Laurel existed while other things were happening on the show that I loved. And it didn't make me hate the episode. So Dinah existing as the pain in the ass. Um, flip-flopping personality person that she is just feels like par for the course with this show and it's like saying Oliver shoots arrows yep she's par show that's what they do <laughs> she's annoying I don't know and it's uh, I feel like the writers have a canary disease like maybe it's like something that infects their nervous system and they can't Right, canaries not logically and consistently no. at this point where I am at with Dinah's I want Laurel back not yeah can we get one Siren I want Siren because... back I'm just gonna call her Siren even though she's not really Black Siren anymore because it gets too confusing I want Siren back <laughs> give her give me like I was telling you how we have gone full circle I have gone from advocating for Laurel's death to let's keep her alive because the other canaries are bugging the shit out of me sorry Zoe <laughs> Like, I have zero faith in this spinoff that Zoe is going to be anything but annoying.
0: Do you? It's like, I mean, it's like look the community's job to be annoying. It's a
1: pain in my ass. Exactly. OK. Enough. Back to what I love, which is Tommy. OK. I'm a very spiritual, or religious person, as you know. And mm. so when the show gets spiritual, because they don't really get religious, but when they get spiritual, I get really excited and my thing with Oliver has been for a very long time, um, he's obviously on a, a destiny path here. He's called mm-hmm. to be a hero, but what really gets me jazzed. Is when superheroes talk to god i love it let's have our god moment okay so like in season two barry spoke to his version of the higher power which was the speed force and the speed force this is why this is the basis if you want to know why i hate barry allen it's this <sighs> this is the basis okay god told barry hey guess what i gave you superpowers and like he really just did the whole with great Power comes great responsibility thing. Um, Stan Lee really nailed that. You can just pretty much take that little Spider-Man quote and apply it everywhere. Um, So the Speed Force said to Barry, I gave you superpowers. You get to run fast and you, but that does not make you God. You don't get to change timelines. You don't get to decide who lives and who dies because Barry's very much struggling with the death of his mother. So what, the speed force, AKA God said to Barry was you will have the power to do great good, but it's not going to stop uh, your suffering and suffering is a part of life. Okay. Doesn't make it just because you're, you're a superhero doesn't mean that you get to skip over the suffering of life. Like everybody else, people are going to die. Because I decide that they're going to die, and you need to accept that. And literally, Barry is talking to God. Like, he has a a face-to-face, all right? And Barry's like, okay, he mourns his mother. There's a great scene where he's at uh, Nora's grave, and he seems to come – because we have to remember Barry's whole thing is, like, he wants to change the timeline and go back in past and save his mom. Um, And so he has a great – scene where it seems he's really come to terms with the death of his mother at her grave and you're like oh we're gonna move on to a more peaceful barry and then literally the next episode his dad dies and then barry does flashpoint i'm like he literally had god say to him people are gonna die You can't change the timeline just because people you love die and what does barry do change the timeline, timeline. That's why I hate Barry Allen, because not everybody, because this happened in season two for Barry. What season are we in for Oliver? Season seven. I was like, not everybody gets to talk to God, Barry. You literally had God tell you, don't do this shit. And you just blew him off. This is the basis of my hatred Barry for Barry Barry knew Allen. better
0: than God.
1: Right. He thinks he's God. That's why I don't like him as a hero. And I don't feel like he's moved on from that basis that much. I don't think he's learned from it all that much because he always says, I can't change the timeline. And then what does he do? Changes Changes the timeline. Um, (laughs) okay. So Oliver is getting his God moment, but instead of it being this arbitrary speed force, you know, the power of arrows is speaking to you. He, (laughs) we have angel, Tommy and it's interesting to me because it's, I'm always like I'm, a, I'm always very curious about Oliver like where are you Adam like spirituality? Like does he believe in a higher power? Is he like just like, nope, we're just we turn to dust after we die? Like what is the deal there? Because like Felicity's Jewish, but like they don't really like get into religion and or faith. like it's just it it's just not discussed. So it was really interesting to me that Oliver's like, you're just a figment of my imagination. And angel Tommy's like, oh really? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Am I? Am I really? Bitch, watch. <laughs>
1: I'll show you that I'm not. And everything. And I know. And I've noticed this that they're they're um there's bitching that oh they're just Tommy's rehashing stuff that they've already said. I don't agree with that. I don't think he they were rehashing stuff that they already said. This whole this whole uh, Oliver and the cycle of violence thing has gotten kicked up in season seven. Okay, so they discussed it. I think the last time they really discussed it was when he was in Slabside with the crazy psycho doctor. Remember we had to like imagine yes. William in the boat? Oh my okay, gosh. and that was devastating. But again, this is Arrow. They're gonna kick it all up again in the season finale because this isn't a subtle show. They want to make sure you get it. <laughs> um. So they want to make sure that you know Oliver is going to be Jesus, but he, they have to do it in a way where Oliver Oliver is making a different choice. Every single season, Oliver has always decided to kill the bad guy, and the times that he has not killed the bad guy are one offs. That was always my mistake with the show. I was like, oh, the not the not killing the bad guy is the norm. And the, killing the bad guy is going to be the random... No, 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 it's the opposite. Oliver solves the problem by killing the villain. And that's not what superheroes do. I'm sorry if everybody's like, it's fine if he kills people. No, it's not fine. It's never been fine with me that he kills people. Just because he's killing bad people does not make it okay um, to kill. I have a fairly stringent line on that. So what Tommy is saying to him is... Listen, you keep doing this. <laughs> you keep solving the problem by getting rid of the bad guy, and now the bad guy's your sister. Like, that's gonna mess you up, dude. And it's, they have a really amazing back and forth where we don't get to see Oliver really dig in on why he kills very much. He just kills. They don't really give him a lot of room to, it's just like, well, I have to do what I have to do. I can't really remember a time where they really spent a full 45 minutes and had Oliver essentially argue about why I should or should not kill. How, do you remember that? I, am I wrong, Cal? I don't know. I don't think to so. Think. I don't think so. So, yeah, that's a, that's a big aspect of the show to me um, is Oliver's morality. And... Um, he's constantly frustrating me in that standpoint where he keeps it's like it's like one step forward two step back he he keeps it's like a crutch like I was literally like when I mean, he's like well you know what I have to do I'm like oh my gosh are we really doing the murder thing again like have why does he not get this because he's Oliver and he's a he's an oak tree he's basically just, he's just dumb and even Tommy I was wrong. like see this is why I love Tomsy Tommy because we're same <laughs> like, Tommy, Angel Tommy, Tommy agrees
0: is, with you.
1: like, is saying my words, in, uh, and he has a hot beard. Everything was amazing last night, you guys. <laughs> I was like, this is the best episode ever. Uh, and, and I was, he's just like, dude, you're super wrong. And I love that Angel Tommy is, like, Oliver's arguing with him. Angel Tommy was like, hi, I did all of the stuff that you did, and I died. Like, I know what I'm talking about. I'm like, yeah. And it was the first time I've heard Oliver blame Tommy for Tommy's death.
0: Yes. I, like, I thought that was really interesting. Yeah. I mean,
1: Oliver is always blaming himself. And what's been so fantastic these last few episodes is he's like, "Nah, that's your decision. I'm good. Now you have to pay the consequences. Like, he is not taking on – he was taking on Emma Co's trauma earlier in the season and her issues with Robert, but now he's just like, nah, sister. no. It's yours you've it's made your the decision these are the consequences <laughs> and I'm super proud of him for that but then he like takes it one step too far and what oh, I but- loved about what they did last night is they gave Oliver the best justification to murder anyone ever like this yes. is better than Moira he she threatened Felicity she threatened the baby There's nobody going to be, nobody's going to be upset with Oliver if he puts an arrow in Emiko's eye because she threatened the baby. You're like, yeah, makes sense. If you would also like to like, I don't know, (laughs) strip her skin and like whatever he did when he was in the Brafa, have at that too. A little torture session. I'm cool. I'm down. I was like, "Oh!" And I love when she's like, "I know about the baby," and he just like goes rage monster. He like turns into the Hulk. That was
0: a beautiful moment. I was like, "That's
1: hot." I was like, yeah, I was like, totally. "Piss Daddy mode activated. Amazing!" I was like, "Thank you."
0: Absolutely. Like all know I want that, to please. see is Oliver getting <laughs> pissed off
1: that somebody's messing with his baby and his baby mama. I don't. And ask They gave so much. it to me. I was like, I yeah. want that.
0: And I want a hug. And you but just wanted a hug. That, if so you just, just got like, the God blessed <laughs> hug,
1: you would be so happy right now. Oh, I
0: know. I'd have been like, it was a great episode. What's the problem? <laughs> it's
1: a great episode, but they thank give her the hug. So she's like, fuck you, writers. And listen, I respect that. That's an okay place to be. I understand. No, I, I
0: did like the episode because like while I'm not as is Jonesed into the whole spirituality and Oliver's moral quandary, I do like me some Tommy. And the truth tea that was being laid down was delicious.
1: Absolutely. Piping hot, and, delicious
0: tea. And those scenes of them together, the way they banter off each other. They're just perfect. I they're know. They're delightful to watch.
1: Oh, it's just so. That was like, we've had a lot of discussing Oliver's morality, but I felt like Oliver, Oliver participated the most. Like a lot of time, it's Felicity and Diggle saying, don't do that. And he's like the stone wall. And then he goes and does whatever the (laughs) hell he wants to do anyways. But this was a – it felt uh, reminiscent of season five with Prometheus um, arguing the, you know, responsibility of the whole father stuff. But it wasn't a villain. He was not on the – he was not on defense. He was very much – well, since I'm just arguing with my brain, I'm just going to, like – say what my brain's thinking and Angel Tommy's like, okay, you really need to understand <laughs> I'm Tommy. You're not
0: getting me you
1: <laughs> Could you like get on board with that? <laughs> it's really me, dude. And I love that. I love that it wasn't a hallucination. Like you can say, oh, it's just hallucination. No, it wasn't.
0: It didn't feel like it because how would Oliver We halluc- halluc- yeah here's the, here's the thing. How would Oliver hallucinate Emiko saying she threatened Felicity that she knows about the baby like why would he hallucinate that and that's something that actually happened
1: right you know what and I mean like right that well, actually so that happened. was the crazy part so Oliver kills Emiko because she threatens the baby he kills her and simultaneously as that happens as an arrow goes into her John's behind Oliver and he gets an arrow in him and he dies and I was like what?
0: <laughs> and then everybody was dead and they're all laid out like Like night I King told Game of style. Thrones style. <laughs> I told Cal that last night. It was like it was like the Night King laid out all the bodies. <laughs> where's where's the little body parts and the little kid with the Yeah, I was are like, Cal I have been
1: watching a yeah. lot of games. I was like, whoever yeah. has been writing this season has been watching a lot of Game of Thrones. Um yeah. and then he snaps out of it and and he's like completely freaked out by what he saw. And Tommy's like well,
0: And Tommy's like, Now do you get it? Now do you understand? And Oliver's right. like, I think I do. I think and then do. Oliver wakes up and he's still under the slab.
1: He's right. He, he was, was in there the, the whole time. He never got out of it. So, you know, and at that point in time, like, Oliver yeah. could have been very we could have been you know, he had a building on top of him, we could have been dancing on the line between life and death. And when you dance on the line between life and death, particularly in superhero shows, you get that's to see the people see who angels. died and went to heaven. That's how it works. <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't aliens. It wasn't hallucination. This was Tommy. Tommy crossed over and was like, "Listen, brother. We need to lock down your superhero code. In seven seasons. <laughs> Enough of this bullshit." And Tommy gave the uh, pillars of heroism, which, which. Oliver comes up with the mark of four. Mark of four. Which is pretty great. Comes from Tommy. And Tommy has been a really big inspiration to Oliver to be a hero. Like the whole trajectory of being a hero in season two was based on Tommy.
0: So it was a nice callback. It was a
1: nice callback. And everyone, people are like, oh, they're rehashing this. We've already done all this. I don't know if you people have watched when shows are coming to an end, but they rehash shit a lot. They do oh, yeah. a lot of callbacks. They
0: remind you of the tangles right. of the whole show.
1: And where we started. And this is mm-hmm. like, that's going to happen a lot. And they're really digging down on this Oliver Kill, this Oliver Killing thing, because that's how the show has always defined his morality. And they're not going to drop it until he's done. So now. He has a different appreciation. And here's the deal, because people got pissed at me about this. Um, I said that now that he has, he has justification, the best justification he's ever had to kill somebody, which is to protect his family, um, he's not going to do that. You know, him and Felicity are going to have to figure something else out. He's not going to kill Emiko. And essentially, he's going to have to sacrifice everything in order to stay on the higher road. Right. Which is what superheroes do. And people got pissed at me because they were like, well, isn't the point that he gets he gets to do both? He has been doing both. <laughs> he's been superheroing and being a family man. It's It's been both. But that's not the point of the story. The point of the story isn't for Oliver to just, like, continue superheroing and being a dad and a husband. Like, they've done that. He simultaneously has done both. He's learned how to be the man in the mask for, like, the last two years. But there comes a point where the superhero has to sacrifice something major in order to become the superhero. And it's always going to be Felicity. It's always going to be his family.
0: Just like remember when in the future, uh, a epi- couple episodes ago, they were giving Felicity a hard time because she, Mia thought that she sacrificed her family too much to be a vigilante. And right, and everybody's like, no, Felicity would never, but it's like, it's what they're trying to say is this exact thing
1: mm-hmm.
0: is that this is what you do when you're a hero is sometimes you have to sacrifice the family.
1: Exactly. And nobody's getting pressed that Felicity does it. So why is it not okay that Oliver does it? Of course it's okay. This is the life he chose. And he finally understood that in a way I don't think. If he kills Emiko, it eliminates the threat. Mm-hmm. Okay. But it doesn't break the cycle of violence that no. they've been trying to get Oliver to understand. Oliver's way of saving the city The reason why he's never saved it is because he's going about it the wrong or like permanently saved it or whatever is because I think he's going about it the wrong way. And even if it's not, let's just put the city aside. They're trying to tell him the reasons why he kills are not the best parts of himself. He kills out of fear, out of anger, out of retribution,
0: Right, and that's what you saw last night with right. Emiko saying, I know about your baby.
1: Right. So if he kills Emiko, is out of anger. fear. And Tommy, what Tommy is saying to him, I have, is challenging him. Like, if you, you need to operate the best part of yourself, which is your selflessness, which is your, whatever, loyalty, right. you know, and solve the problem coming at it from that direction. Because that direction is not going to strip you of your soul. What Errol is trying to say is, yes, Oliver is always justified when he kills someone. And sometimes that does feel like it's the only answer. But that doesn't mean it doesn't take a part of who Oliver is. Ultimately, the cost is Oliver. And if he keeps doing this thing of murdering every time there's a problem, it's ultimately going to come back on him tenfold, which is why... Angel Tommy showed him everybody's dying. If you don't, if you don't want everything you love to die, you need to stop with this killing thing. Right. And I understand, guys. Like that's insane. Like, what are you guys? It's like, okay, so Oliver's just gonna let Emma cool live, and she can threaten their kid. Yeah. It's not. It's not something I would be able to do.
0: Well, and that's but I'm not why a superhero. That's why they brought up this moment with Felicity where she's like, listen, you know, maybe now is when you have to take your family away from this.
1: Right. Where it's like, okay, if you really want a normal life, you need to get the hell out of town. Right. She's like, okay. And I
0: know a lot of people are disappointed. They're like, they wanted it to be some threat that moved her out of town or whatever. But I feel like this is more in line with the themes we've been seeing built up all season long. This this focus on on the family and on the future and on legacy and all this stuff. There can be no future, there can be no protecting their family if they stay in Star City. Felicity is seeing that now. You know. And if she wants to give this baby the modicum of a of a normal life, She can't do that in Star City because look what happened with William.
1: Right. I appreciate that the writers don't ignore um, the consequences of what this life is about. And they're exploring that in the adult children, that there is a cost to prioritizing heroism
0: this is what it means when a superhero has a family.
1: Right. And I think there's this expectation that Oliver can be a hero without sacrificing anything. Not true. And here's the thing if in a perfect not, world, maybe. Right. But maybe. it's not a perfect world. I mean, <laughs> you know, maybe, but see, to me, it's kind of like if you're a police officer, or you're a fireman, you go into dangerous situations all the time. Okay. Mm-hmm and part of that is you it's not a death wish you don't want to die but you also accept that that might be the price you're going to have to pay and that requires a strength of character i do not have right i am
0: this isn't selfishly
1: motivated i'm not going to go help people (laughs) who might kill me and basically i might not come home to my family no no i'm good you know so when i look at those people who are doing that i'm like yeah that's heroism because regardless of whether or not they actually have to sacrifice their life that's on the table which makes them a hero but they are sacrificing something for it like and their, their families, families have, have to, have to ride live that. with it right yeah. they have to live with that every day that every time mom or dad leaves the house they might not come back like i don't know how you live like that but that's what the, how they live okay so This concept that Oliver can be a hero, he can raise his kids, he can wear the hood. What what the writers are saying is there's no sacrifice in that. That's like saying Oliver's working an eight to five job. (laughs) You know, and he comes home and he has dinner and that's what everybody wants to happen. But the show is saying no, because then there's no sacrifice and then he's not. hero if there's nothing he's sacrificing so they're pushing this whole oliver has to sacrifice his happiness in order to be what he's destined to become thing in my well
0: and here's and i'll take this this all a little bit step further and this is why i feel like the fandom has a hard time connecting to this because i think it's natural that when you're watching a show and you get invested in characters and a ship you try to to relate yourself to that character or that ship you know what would I do in this situation what would you know as as a as a family if this was my husband if this was my wife if this was my son you know what would what would I do and they're trying to to make it equate but it it, it isn't it isn't like the relationship that you and I have with our husbands, Jen. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's completely different. And they've been, they've been trying to tell us that it's completely different. Mm-hmm. And I feel like sometimes that message isn't quite resonating with the fans very much. They expect Oliver and Felicity to react the, the way that they would in these situations. Mm-hmm. And they just don't because they're different. Their whole situation is different they're different people they have different priorities and different perspectives on this and and being a hero isn't just like something that they turn on monday through friday eight to five it's 24 right. 7.
1: right it never stops and, and maybe they didn't even realize that in the beginning like they thought they I, would I get don't to think some they end did. point that there would be some end line here. And maybe, you know, you have saved the city, I think is the title of next week's episode. So I'm very curious on how they're gonna
0: yeah what's that about well, how's that i feel like i want to say that's more about the future than the present because it doesn't feel saved in the present does it no i'm
1: like really, <laughs> really? I, this is a really good this is because someone that got cantankerous about my tweet so well, here was my tweet <laughs> somebody
0: got cantankerous on i Twitter? know what For me?
1: what okay never so Code, do it was the line do it kill me and oliver says no and so I replied, I said, and he has to sacrifice everything to hold on to that higher path. This is what a superhero looks like. So Soph, Sophia, 7470, responded by saying, I thought the point was for Oliver to learn that he can have both, be a hero, have a family, and live in the light. How it's looking right now, the Oliver season three was right. It's the life he can't have. I so fundamentally disagree with this response to like the core of my bone marrow
0: because I understand why somebody would say I understand it, but... why
1: they would say that, but so the first part of it, I would say is no Oliver is season three was about Oliver rejecting one side of himself. He either yeah. thought he had to be the, the mask or the man. So beginning of the season, he decides I'm just going to be the mask. At the end of the season, he decides I'm going to be the man. OK, he doesn't try to combine both. All right. He tries to piece out on one side of himself. OK, right. Which is not the point. So he comes back in season four and he tries to like merge them, but it's a disaster zone because he still doesn't have all the pieces, but he did get it together and Oliver has been living as the man and the mass for the last, I feel comfortable in saying two years. Okay. But of course this, is, he's already living the life. He thought he couldn't have. This is where I disagree with fandom. They think that there's something that Oliver's going to get here that he doesn't already have. Other than Oliver's retired, Oliver's living (laughs) his happy ending with Felicity right now.
0: Mm -hmm. And he's being a hero.
1: And he's being a hero. It's all happening.
0: It's the problem isn't isn't what Oliver is, which that was the problem in season three. Mm-hmm. Oliver's frame of mind about it was what the problem in season three is. The problem now has nothing to do with Oliver himself. Right. It has to do with the, the, the realities of this life that they lead right. bleeding into the, the the safety of their to home. To the
1: reality of the happy ending. Right. And because he is a fully formed superhero, because he has accepted both sides of himself, he's equipped to handle these problems now. But it requires that he's going to have to sacrifice the happy ending. Right. That's a large part of what being a superhero is. And... However, they exit Oliver out at the end of season seven. He goes off and pretty much goes off to save the universe. Okay.
0: And here's the thing. It's not like we're saying he has to sacrifice it and then it's gone forever. Right. And this is the end of his life.
1: Right. You know, his, his calling, (laughs) his destiny has not been fulfilled. Right. Okay. That's why God is talking (laughs) to him. Okay. God is saying to Oliver, you are so close to being what I need you to be to fulfill the call that I've put inside of you Mm -hmm. to answer that call. You are so close, but you keep fucking it up. I really need you to stop (laughs) murdering people. Could you please, for the love of God, stop killing people? And then we can, I can send you off into what you need to do. And then once you do all that, you get to come back home. Right. Now maybe if Emily Bett ricards was leaving, that would—if she was not leaving, that would change. The sacrifice would be different. But right now, this is the sacrifice. He's going to—but there would still
0: be a sacrifice, would and it wouldn't be, be, be any more pleasant for us, the fans. Exactly.
1: So if she was. The beauty of this is: this is not Oliver rejecting one side of himself. This is not Oliver rejecting the happy ending. This is not Oliver saying, "I can't have this." This is Oliver almost fully embracing it and like this is what has made me who I am. I'm going to hold on to that. I'm going to I'm going to scoop up all the best parts of my life and hold it close and make decisions based off of that. Instead of making decisions based off trauma and fear and anger, I'm going to make a decision based off love and selflessness and loyalty. Yeah. Yeah. And is there, a, is there an aspect of danger in that for his family? Yes. That's what's selfless about it. There's, there's no, people want Oliver to sacrifice without having any consequences. Then it's not a sacrifice, <laughs> you know, it's like, it doesn't, that's not how it works. That's why I'm not superheroing. I'm not, I'm not walking around saying I'm fully prepared to sacrifice my life and my, 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 my actual life and the life I've built with my husband. No, I'm very good sitting in my house watching Oliver Queen do it. <laughs> but I'm not a hero. No kidding. And yeah. the superheroes do things that are unfathomable to us. They're acts of heroism. You're like, wait, what are you doing? I mean, just go see Endgame and a uh, Marvel Endgame, and you will understand what I'm talking about. It's like, what are you really? <laughs> Shouldn't you? Because we are. We're self-interest. We look in, you know, we're like, no, I would from our standpoint where we're sitting, that's something I would never do. I would never yeah, go off. We, with a fucking monitor. We would never
0: do it. We would never do it. Oliver would. and
1: Felicity would do it because they're heroes. Yeah. So I am just like, show f- like this conversation to me. And if people aren't getting it, then I'm sorry. The rehash is necessary. Bringing Tommy on and having Angel Tommy, you know, basically lay out word for word what Oliver needs to do is necessary. If people are thinking that this is somehow Oliver rejecting the life that he wants. Quite the opposite.
0: What what part of Oliver's reaction to all of this says that he wants to reject it anyway? Like who's who would even think that based on.
1: I mean, literally what uh, what Oliver's doing is trying to hold on to it with both hands.
0: Correct. Correct.
1: And that's what Tommy has. That's what Tommy was saying. He's like, you are so afraid to lose what you thought you could never have that now you are. The choices you're making are going to guarantee that you lose it. You need to do something different. You have to stand on the ledge and yes. trust in yes. God essentially yes <laughs> that's the point that's why angel Tommy came to Oliver no I'm not in a figment of, my, of your imagination there is a point to this there is a higher power not every decision that you make is going to cost you your loved ones they're not all gonna die but if you keep this cycle of violence that's out of my hands that's in your hands the violence begets violence mm-hmm. then they're gonna die but what they're asking Oliver to be is be a shining example, be more than what the rest of us can be, and that will invoke change.
0: You're like, oh, no. <laughs> so, and the, here's the thing: I feel like I feel like here at the end, a lot of people are disappointed, and we're gonna get to Game of Thrones here in a minute, and we'll talk talk about why this is similar to how Game of Thrones fans are feeling. When everybody has expectations and desires for what they want to see at the end, and when those expectations and desires aren't met, yes. the disappointment becomes a very real...
1: It's palpable.
0: ...thing. Leaves a bad palpable. taste in your mouth. And that is extremely understandable. That's the human element of fandom that you're never going to get away from, you know, and... <laughs> Yeah, people are going to be disappointed. Nothing is, no show ever ends the way that everybody wants it to end. It's just, it's impossible. It's literally impossible. And people think, well, but they could have done it better than this. Sure they could have, but they didn't. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, it's just, at some point, as fans, you have to let go and realize you're not in control of this. You know right we don't make we can't make the writers write oliver a certain way we can't make them write felicity a certain way we can't make them write dinah a certain way as much as we would love to do that we can't do that with the game of thrones writers we can't do any of that our our, our biggest our biggest option our biggest choice that we have is whether or not we watch the show And engage with the show by talking about it on social media, etc. That is the sum total of, of our influence as fans. What we talk about on Twitter isn't going to change anything, but it is going to reverberate, you know, with with the public to some degree, be it small or large or whatever, you know, fandom, you know, they do take that into account. Sometimes it's not going to change their plan, but they'll they'll be like, "Oh, people didn't like that. Noted." Um <laughs> Right. It's one of those things that if if you truly don't like something, your best course of action is to disengage. Well,
1: I don't truly. even I don't even mind. Like this this part of it is fun for me. Like I don't even mind yeah. like the disagreement because no, i you're, you're I'm not, like, you're, oh, not that's,
0: you're not." Yeah. I'm not, not saying people the, can't the, disagree with me. I don't me. like I'm it. like, okay, let's no.
1: talk about this. Because it really boils down to what a, what a heroic story arc is.
0: Right. Like, yeah, you go back true. to
1: the Greeks. None of that, none of those stories were happy for, like, 99%. The miracle that is Oliver Queen is and what i have i was not expecting when i first started this show i would say about season three and i started like clicking into like what the show is about how they're writing it and where we're going um i was not expecting oliver to get to this level that he's at right now i wasn't Mm -hmm. expecting oliver to i wasn't expecting to see oliver live his happiness the way he has I was expecting for Oliver to struggle, 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 but at the very end, he finds felicity and then they get married, and that's the end of it. Like there was a part of me that was like, oh i don't I don't know how far into the happiness we're actually gonna see, you know,
0: right because it was so you contingent usually don't see very right far you don't into see
1: it. it. It's very contingent on. It felt very contingent on saving the city, that they connected his happiness with Felicity is connected to saving the city. And at some point, um, maybe it's because they decided the show was going to go past five years, they disengage that. They're like, nope, the city can be a hot mess still, and he gets to be with his wife. In fact, we actually need him to be with her. We need to have him be his best self in order to save the city. It's not an after, it's a during. Yes so I that part of it I was like oh that's good that's good I like that and what I like about this much
0: better too (laughs) I like it much better
1: thank you very much I would like all the babies into weddings give it to me please um so we've gotten to watch Oliver and I feel like this is something that fans really forget about in season six he was like rock-solid doing the thing mayor um, family man husband Green Arrow. He was working every angle and he was doing a really good job. Part of the frustration to see my season six is Oliver was amazing and he was taking this blame upon himself that was really, that wasn't his, yeah. but again, that's what made it self-sacrificing. Okay. So we're, we're doing that again. But what I loved about this is they're drilling down to a core piece of Oliver that Oliver has never come out and said, He's tried to do this. I take that back. He's tried to do this no killing thing, but it's never really stuck. He's very Well, there's always some focused. reason
0: to kill somebody. Right.
1: Exactly. And that's always been my beef with him because I'm like, you can rationalize almost anything. That's what he does. He rationalizes why it's okay. That's what he's doing with Emiko. Well, you know, she's she tried to kill me and there's only one way and Tommy Angel Tommy is like dude just like enough already set a code and follow it and that that setting of the code is very difficult to adhere to and I have a feeling that when he sets this to a code it's kind of like he's like a fully baked hero and then he'll be ready to go off with the monitor and save the universe because the monitor is looking for somebody who's uh this who's a step above you know what I mean? It's a cut above right. everybody else. And he's never been able to find that hero who represents Which everything he's looking for. Which a delightful
0: contrast to all the w- awful things people said about right. him in the crossover this year.
1: Right. So they're all bitching about Oliver in the crossover and how ho- a horrible human being is. And the monitor's like, mm, no, this is my guy. So there's a reason for that. And they're going to show that it's going to happen on Oliver's show. <laughs> Him being the savior and Mm -hmm. I was not expecting um, that piece of it that 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 you know that was a part of it I was like oh yeah you know for him to get the happiness with Felicity and then he has to that like forms him and then he has to sacrifice it it's like Mm -hmm. I was like that's good. I I was, I was always thinking of this as like, okay, we're going to wrap it up and these will always be, this will be the end point, but it's not, they've made it incorporated into a key piece of what has made him into a superhero. And that's what we're like, listen guys, (laughs) he's a hero. They're making him a superhero and superheroes are cray. They do shit that you're like, that's dumb. I wouldn't do that. That's what makes them a superhero. What Tony Stark does, (laughs) I wouldn't do. What Captain America does, I would not do. What Batman does, as dark as twisty as he is, I would not do. And don't even get started on Superman. So that's their their, their Jesus archetypes. Mm -hmm. What did Jesus do? Jesus died for everybody's sin, and he was sinless. That's insane. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, but you didn't do anything wrong. No, no, it's fine just going to die for all of humanity. I got you. Okay, sure. That's the point. So they're, they really drilled down on that this week, pushing Oliver to this point of you got to form a code or else you're never going to be what you need to be for your family, for your friends and for the city. And if you are never going to be what you're going to be, this all ends in death, the exact same way it started. And you will never, ever hold on to that happiness that you are trying, you're so fearful you're going to lose
0: and listen, I know it's a bitter pill to swallow that like, right. Oliver finally gets this realization. He finally understands what he needs to do. He finally gets his code to pass on to his, his teammates and everything. And then he gets taken away by the monitor. You and know what? Like, Was it all for nothing? Right. It's not all for nothing. No,
1: it's not all for nothing. But, you know, just because it's just, somebody. Right. It's, it's hitting because, the pause button. Right. It's just because somebody <laughs> is sacrificing something does not mean it lacks meaning. You know what I mean? Yeah. I have a very specific view on suffering guys and it's a difficult concept for people to grasp a lot because I see um, I see the potential for good things in suffering which I know people are like, what, that's crazy. Suffering is suffering, there's no meaning to it. I actually think it's probably the way we learn about life the most it's that it, it's suffering is the most transformative um part that of almost being feels human. like a
0: good seg to talking about game of thrones
1: right. we're gonna talk about game of thrones and that there's <laughs> some kind of um that it's not pointless we don't suffer yeah. just to suffer there's a point to it um so that's where i actually what i was gonna say is it would be really interesting to me if oliver like let's say oliver saves the city let's just say that happens and he and Felicity <laughs> go off to the love cabin. That would be amazing. Mm-hmm. And then the monitor shows up and Oliver has to sit because mm-hmm. he's got to do the bigger thing. I don't think we're going to get like that perfect of a cap off in present day where everything's cool. Because it feels like, because then the whole vigilante thing with Mia where she's because like, destroyed Because otherwise why watch city. season eight at right, all. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah. but I was like, oh, that would have been interesting. So the reason why everything goes to hell <laughs> in Star City is because Oliver's gone and we're going to get all the answers on that i think
0: and because elena is a rat and
1: elena's a rat and i we were right about her she's a stinker not to be trusted her short haircut you know? though was like wow of all the drastic hair changes she I was like it. the most drastic I, I was like oh yeah elena's good. had it rough she's been on the she's been on the run this is all her fault but that's fine the hair tells the story. It's all that's, all you fault, need to know. that's why. Like Dinah's bedraggled. You're like, that. Ah, the hair tells the story. You got Laurel in the in the wig. Yeah, that's all you need to know. Renee and Dinah's hair tells the story of their life. <laughs>
0: does. Felicity
1: comes out Renee, looking like a boss doing? with her beautiful mom haircut. And everyone else looks like shit.
0: Before we move on to Game of Thrones, I want to talk about the flash forwards for just a hot second. Yes. Um. Listen, I appreciate what they're trying to do with William by saying, you know, you guys abandoned me. Sure, I was fine with it five episodes ago, but now I'm mad again, you know, (laughs) And, and all this stuff. Here's my thing. I feel it's a little disingenuous for them to keep having William say, you just left me, you know, like it wasn't his choice to go with his grandparents.
1: I know this whole William thing. Like it thing. didn't
0: kill Oliver and Felicity right. to let he him go. Let him have that That he was screaming at
1: his choice. dad that he didn't want to live with him. It's like,
0: what were you expecting? Well, and then he's like, "Why didn't Why didn't you contact me? Do we forget all the phone calls that Oliver left on the answering machine? All those times, like they tried for a while. They stopped because of all this nonsense. Because they decided it was better for William to have his, his his life, but. They thought that that was William's choice, that William wanted to have a normal life. So they're like, the best thing we can do for him, since he wants a normal life, is to let him have that normal life. And Felicity's like, I'm going to keep an eye on him. And she did. So I felt like him continuing to be angry just felt a little disingenuous to me. Like, come on, William. Give me a break. Do you remember how you called your grandparents to come get you. Do you remember that part? Right. Cause it's I remember that part.
1: I know it's fr- William frustrates. <laughs> me. I love William adult William, but this whole, this let's rewrite the whole, let's rewrite all of what happened. So it makes it sound yeah. like Oliver and Felicity abandoned him, which is completely right. not what happened. I don't understand that.
0: I don't, not at all. I mean,
1: I can get his beef where he's like, well, okay, Felicity, while well, you were living with Mia in the love cabin, why didn't you come and get me? OK, that right. part of it, I get that part of it.
0: We could drill down on that, but the, right. he's not. But he's like, just like, you just left me. It's, it's like, no, like, well, you yeah, left them, you... if anything. And listen, <laughs>
1: William is what, 15? He's perfectly or 14. Like, this isn't like we're dealing with an amoeba here. Like, he's a fully formed human being that can make he some can decisions pick up and have some phone. ownership. Right. <laughs> it's like, can we just like equally say you ditched them, too? I want to, uh, on this point of sacrifice, where some people are like, this is all just more of the same. Oliver is constantly sacrificing. He's always sacrificing. Well, that He's is the show. Here. And that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Listen, the sacrificing is I mean, not going to stop until the bitter end. If you're not okay with Oliver sacrificing, then you're not okay why with Why have you with been Errol. watching this for seven like, years? Yeah.
0: That's, that's the show.
1: Right. There's it's never like going to be a point where... Right. There's never going to be a point like where Oliver stops there's, sacrificing. There's, until the show ends. there's...
0: It's like being mad that there's death and battles and political intrigue on Game of Thrones. It's like, well, that's the show.
1: Right. If you <laughs> if you are getting to know, well, Oliver's constantly sacrificing. The thing that people are really pissed about right now is this is like, you know, he has sacrificed Felicity in different ways. Okay. But mm-hmm. I think what's getting really hard for people right now is they have it. They have the happy ending. That they're together and they're in love and they're having a baby and they they have it all. It's like it's like we're so close to have. They have it all.
0: Why would we give that away? It's
1: like then he just gives it away. Yeah, that's that simple, the point. <laughs> that's what <laughs> yeah. heroes do. He's not giving I'm sorry, it away. It's hard. It, Listen, here's the thing. I wish I enjoyed selfish selfish characters i wish i enjoyed anti-heroes to the point that i enjoy heroes they're much more satisfying because they it's much more satisfying for your own personal enjoyment because they operate based on what they want
0: you know here's here's the here's another thing oh my god i lost it oh damn i, I swear to god my brain if i don't say it, something the minute I, know, I think it, I it's know. gone
1: <laughs> so that's the whole thing, if you <sighs> and I get that the, the the sacrificing is frustrating. Oh, this feels repetitive. We're constantly having Oliver sacrifice. We're constant. I was like, it's just constant. Yeah,
0: it's just the show.
1: That's the show. I mean, that is the basis of the show. More so okay, than I, about. Felicity. I remembered
0: what I was gonna say. It would be one thing if Oliver was giving up Felicity and his family. Because he wanted to. Right. And I feel like some people are trying to equate this. Well, he's just doing this because they don't mean anything to him. No, he's doing this because it means everything to him.
1: This isn't a season three Oliver or season four Oliver where he's pushing Felicity away. He's trying to hold on to her with everything he has. And a sacrifice that doesn't hurt, a sacrifice that doesn't make you want to fall to your knees um and just as a gut punch uh isn't much of a sacrifice if this was easy, the, and i can tie that if this i can tie easy, that back around it Game really of Thrones wouldn't carry too. a lot of weight in my mind you know
0: yeah, exactly so
1: my thing is the way i've always approached arrow Is we're not gonna see Oliver achieve happiness until the very end okay the surprise with arrow for me is that he actually has achieved a great deal of happiness and we've watched him live it for a significant amount of time which is amazing and I completely agree with that 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 was necessary to form him into who he needs to be. I always thought they were going to like form him outside of that. And then once he was ready for Felicity, then he would get all of this stuff. They actually combined it more than I thought they would. And I'm very glad that they did. Okay. But I never expected Oliver to, re- to be happy, 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 happy until the very end. I actually expected more misery, 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 misery. And then you get it in the final episode. Because this is a very traditional hero's arc. And they're not moving from it, guys. It's not going to stop until it's the end. It doesn't matter that Emily's leaving. That's not going to change the trajectory of Oliver Queen's story. All they've done with Felicity is put like a little bubble around her. It's like, okay, we need to keep her available (laughs) for happiness when the show is over. OK, they've concocted this whole 20 year thing to be this the massive sacrifice that Oliver and Felicity have. And then when he comes back from saving the universe and all that kind of stuff, then they he gets to return to the life that he's been fighting so hard to hold on to. But. He's going to have fulfilled whatever his gr- hero, greater power, destiny is, and he'll have deser- he'll have earned the retirement. You know. And I know it's painful. I know it's really hard to watch Oliver and Felicity get separated for 20 years. It was a gut punch when we realized, like, Cal and I realized that's not going to change. Like, they're not going to, like, bury Alan, the timeline.
0: We fought it. We fought it for months. Oh, we were just like, we actually preferred
1: Oliver dying. And then they would resurrect him (laughs) to his 20 (laughs) years. And right. if you're not it's... okay with the sacrificing, if you're like this is just punishing Oliver again and again, burying and... Kara and Barry are better heroes. They don't des- or sorry, Oliver's better hero than Barry and Kara. They don't deserve this. Yeah. That's what makes him superhero Jesus.
0: That's why the monitor picked that's him and not
1: Barry and Kara. <laughs> like I know that the monitor's like, oh, the world really needs Barry and Kara. And Oliver's like, they certainly do. They're way better than me. But
0: and if the monitor's they, like, oh, really? Oh, you think so, <laughs> son?
1: You're pretty great, too. You're a diamond in the rough. The monitor wouldn't have agreed to the deal if he thought Oliver was not worthy. Correct. That's the point. He is worthy. It's, it's, like, it's like Oliver's top tier superhero, and then Barry and Kara are second tier. And everybody's listen, walking around thinking Barry and Kara are the top tier. And the whole thing is, no, it's Oliver.
0: Oliver is Captain America, Barry and Kara are like Falcon and Bucky. You know, it's like (laughs) it's like yeah, they're still heroes, but Captain America, my God! You know, who would the Monitor want? Would he want Captain America, or or would he want the Falcon? No, he'd want Captain America. Right, you go Captain America every time. It's Chris Evans.
1: Yeah. And if you have a problem with the destiny that they're, you know, this should, I think there's another part of people too, where it's like, they're fighting this whole season eight concept because they wanted the show to end and it should have just end. And this whole monitor crossover stuff is bullshit. I mean, okay. I mean, that's fair. (laughs) But again, my thing, it doesn't really matter what the story is. It doesn't matter what that was. If if right. they didn't have a season 8, if they didn't if they weren't doing this, they would have come up with something else that's just as horrible.
0: Exactly. It was never going to be the easy slide in. Here's the problem is that after 7 years, a lot of people are tired. A lot of people you're seeing it with the frustration with the continual sacrifice. Why does he keep having to sacrifice? I am so tired of this. You're tired because you're exhausted. It's been years that you've watched this sacrifice after sacrifice and after sacrifice you're waiting for your rest you're waiting for oliver's rest and felicity's rest and it's not going to happen as jen said until the end of the show um the thing is is a lot of this is steeped in fandom expectations in in this fan fiction belief of what oliver and felicity's life will look like after and all those expectations are being obliterated And nobody wants to let those hopes and expectations and dreams and fan fictions go. They want to be like, no, that was the better story. Why didn't we just do that? But they didn't. That wasn't that wasn't what the writers chose. That's not, you know, maybe it would have been a better story. Maybe it wouldn't have. I don't know. But at some point, you have to sit there and say, you know what? I didn't write this show. This isn't my show to write. All I can do is watch or not watch and just go along and see what they do with it in the end. You know, I, I'm fully prepared to like be like, okay, this I didn't like, this I didn't like, this I didn't like, but this I did like, this I did like, this I did like in the, at the end. But I don't know. It's It's really dangerous to have a lot of, Expectations And Jen and I were talking earlier about Game of Thrones and how fandom's expectations with Game of Thrones are really kind of throwing up in their faces now here at the end. And it's even worse for that show, I feel, because there have been fans of those books since long before the show ever began. And so you have some people that oh, have waited yeah. years and oh, years I know. and years. Like I feel like and we're
1: just like junior fandom compared to Game of Thrones. <laughs> <our laughs> like fandom. we're like we're compared like we're like them, varsity we fandom, and we're junior varsity because like I did not fully understand the depth.
0: They're really, really like you yeah. and me are just. Ooh. We're just.
1: <laughs> they're like a level, we're, we're like. D level i mean it's just
0: i feel like i'm f level
1: <laughs> i'm some, some kind of level yeah and i think because i was saying to cal so all right are we done with arrow because we're going to talk about game of thrones we could
0: be done with Arrow. okay yeah.
1: so if you don't want to hear about game of thrones shut up we love you see you next week um <laughs> what i was saying to cal is it was really interesting to me just because i'm not i'm not a super into the Game of Thrones fandom. I haven't read any of the books. I'm not all into the theories. I'm really clueless when it comes to Game of Thrones. Like, I'm like, wait, what's happening? Um, I barely remember the characters names. I've made up my own names for them because it's easier that way. (laughs) So I, I have been enjoying, I didn't love this week's episode, but I love last week's and like, there's a lot of anger about, I was surprised about last week's because, of the way things went down it seems like people were expecting the night king to be um like that that was the battle that was going to happen at the end there was going to be a different way that Arya kills or that he would be killed there was like all this stuff the whole battle itself and i agree like a lot of their points um i I agree with like i thought it sucked because we couldn't see stuff you know Uh, Danny and John acted ridiculously stupid. Like, okay, we're sending the Dothraki horde. And what was the point of that? The whole everybody was just acting stupid so Arya could kill him. It was pretty much like why? Why is the Night King showing his face at all? Like, like the fans were so great at just pinpointing all the stupidity and like, here's how you could have done it better. This is the danger of theorizing because inevitably we come
0: up with something better. We always do. We always will. Fans just I'm sorry. Right. Brilliant theories, brilliant imaginations at work. And it's not just our fandom, it's the Game of Thrones fandom. It's every single It's every fandom. fandom. Everybody has a better idea.
1: (laughs) And we should probably just write the show.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Here's the thing. I liked a lot of this last episode. I get what they're doing. Yeah, it's somebody because I kind of been, you know, since I was like, okay, Twitter is going to be a little bit too much for me (laughs) as we go into the end of Arrow. So I'm going to piece out of that and distract myself with other things. And one of the things I've distracted myself with is a Game of Thrones uh, fan forum specifically for for Jamie and Brienne. Because we all we all saw what was coming. We all saw that coming. And so I, I even saw that coming, even if I didn't know any specific thing. I was like, I feel like there's a building tension between these two characters. So I'm going to go seek out the other fans of these two characters and see what they're saying about it. And mm-hmm. lo and behold, they thought the same thing I did. Big shock. Mm-hmm. Um, what I, I can s- appreciate from this last episode is that it's like, it's like act for of a five-act play, like in Shakespeare. Like, this is the part, this is the dark moment. You know, all the couples, every single couple, got smacked this last episode. Without, without, like, exception, except for maybe, like, Cersei and Euron. Like, every single couple took a big hit. It was Arya and Gendry, and it was John and Danny, and it was Jamie and Brienne, and it was just like everybody was getting something awful happened to their ship, you know. And all these characters, they like kinda started off and half of the episode they were doing really well, and then like at the end of the episode, everything was going really badly. Like dragons were dying and people's heads were getting lopped off and Brienne was getting left you know it was just it was just like it was we went up so high and then we went down so low and it was a serious roller coaster and I feel like a lot of people only just kept going down on the roller coaster instead of leveling off and I feel like a lot of those fans are the Danny fans which I've never been like super Danny fan I'm like I've appreciated some of her badass moves in the past I've enjoyed her less in the recent seasons than I did in her earlier seasons but I'm like yeah, it's, I don't have a particular beef with her or anything she just she is what she is you know but I could appreciate how upset her fans were because they're like I feel like she's being thrown under the bus and let's be honest I mean, Danny's getting well. thrown under the goddamn misogyny bus. Oh my gosh! And they're I, that's backing why I called Cal. Cal cause I was like,
1: <laughs> I feel like I was like, I'm not, like not well versed in Game of Thrones, so I'm always like, am I thinking correctly? But I was like, let this week's episode made me grossly uncomfortable. Yeah. With how they treated Danny, like so much misogyny, it was hard to take it. And I am not one that like gets super worked up about stuff like that but it was just to it the was point hard where to like, deny
0: it it was hard you to could deny not it, it, it was, was
1: like just... the it was like white male like it was just it was just a lot it was a lot like it you know well, it
0: I felt like seen yeah, it yeah go ahead it
1: felt like okay so danny loses her second dragon right she lost mm-hmm. Jora who is basically one of her best friends then she loses her her other best friend and this has all happened within the last two episodes and you know what shock of shocks danny's upset she's a mad, mad. <laughs> how, dare she? how, how dare, dare she, she and mad? like literally the entire episode she's being told you are way too emotional like she's really this, like what's the guy's name? Is it Viserat? What's his name? Yeah, Varys? It's, uh, Baris. Baris. Okay, yeah. Like his whole thing is she's acting super emotional. Ah. Uh, oh, maybe Jon Snow would be better. Well, you know, let's see how we... Jon Snow would do if he lost a child, and he lost his two best friends. The last time his best friend is up in the north right now prepping for a baby. And his other best friend is going back to the Free Folk
0: so and he just ignored his dog Sorry, like the,
1: they had everybody light <laughs> fires I was like you know how they had everybody light the fire of their, the person that oh yeah he like ditched ghosts like it was no big deal I was like, okay you know how everyone like lit the fires at the funeral yeah 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 okay so and whoever's fire you lit that was the person that you were most connected to John right. lit Leanna Mormont's the little girl right like that's that's his biggest loss in the great war was her like really i'm like okay (laughs) good for you john you know danny over here just like lost the man who's defended her and loved her for the last eight years but you know we're not comparing loss (laughs) and it's like well maybe john and john's having a gale time getting drunk and talking about flying dragons and danny lost her best friend It's like well yeah uh and literally, her best friend got her head chopped off in front of her by a mad woman. So light him up, Danny. That's where I'm at.
0: Well, and here's the thing: that scene at the at the feast, where all like Tormund and all the guys were like toasting to John, and oh, you re- he rode a dragon. He's amazing. I saw that. And Danny's sitting there like she did all that too and more. But you know who cares, right? She's just a girl. Like it literally felt like that, and it was. Deeply uncomfortable to see them praising John for the same shit that Danny has done and been doing for years now.
1: Right. And And they actually commented that, well, he's a man, so that would go over better.
0: And it's like, oh, really? Is but is it time for that to change, Really maybe?
1: uncomfortable. <laughs> I thought the whole point was to break the wheel. And those two are trying to keep the wheel I think, going. I think
0: it's time to introduce Time's Up pins to the, like, cloak. Yeah, it's just, it Thrones. was just, like, I was like, oh,
1: <laughs> she's a mad woman because she has a vagina and she's upset that she lost people near and dear to her.
0: Okay. What a shock. Okay. How many times have guys gone nuts on this show because they've lost?
1: Well, I was like, John went insane because he got a letter from, you know, what's the guy's name? The evil bastard. What's his name again?
0: There's been so many I evil know. bastards. Sansa's Which one? You're going to have to. Be... Oh, ex husband. Oh, jo- Joffrey?
1: No, the other no. one.
0: Oh, Ramsey. Ramsey.
1: Here we go. There we go. Um,.
0: Oh, Ramsey. Yeah. Man, and it was a, like,
1: okay. Oh, and what happened? So Ramsey kills John's brother, and what does John do? He goes apeshit. He, like, goes charging into a, a horde of army coming at him all by himself. Well, that was well thought yeah. out.
0: Well, he's a Stark. <sighs> what do you expect?
1: Oh, what is that? It's Star- I mean, male Starks are just the stupidest that to ever exist. But, really I, are. you know, I just was like, okay, so it's okay <laughs> when John gets upset when the people he loves are threatened. But no,
0: but then we can't have Danny do it. Then that's heroism, and, and Danny
1: <laughs> is emotional and crazy. This is this is just—it's so much misogyny packed in all at once. She I was like, "What is going on?"
0: She literally can't win at this point. There's nothing that she can do. No, that's they are not totally hooked
1: to this. Danny's turning into a mad queen.
0: Yeah. So at this they. point, I'm like, "Yeah, so get, John can get rule. yourself on Drogon and burn the shit down."
1: I'm just kind of like, just. Light it up, babe. They're exactly like they're. They've already condemned her, and she hasn't even done anything yet. Here's my other thing. What the fuck has Jon Snow done in season eight
0: that has proved useful? He made a nice speech at the. He made a nice.
1: He gave a nice eulogy. That's about it. He was completely worthless in the battle. Like all this. Oh, this man got on a dragon. He's amazing. He flew around above the clouds for twenty minutes.
0: And then he fell Didn't off of it He did light up things so we could see what was right. happening I couldn't see anything <laughs> that he was
1: doing Because the snow had to come I was like I gotta just sit down with those executive producers They're Like you filmed everything in pitch black And then on top of that you brought in a blizzard What did you think w- was that was going to be visually engaging to an audience No one could see a damn thing You just spent all this money on this battle and CGI crap that nobody could see it's so irritating. But yeah, it's like John Fella. I remember John falling off the dragon and then running from Ice Dragon. And I remember John flapping around up in the sky and he pretty much didn't do a damn thing. I think Drogon took care of the evil dragon. Didn't he bite his face off? That was amazing. Basically, <laughs> was Drogon amazing. was the only one that was impressive of that crew. Drogon group. was
0: the MVP. So this As whole always. group just
1: like <laughs> praising John. John was so amazing during you know during this fight with the Night King. I'm like, explain how. At least
0: Danny yeah, he, was like he screamed at the, he screamed a, at a, at a dragon, dragon and
1: then it was <laughs> whatever because da- Arya had already killed the Night King and then it's like oh at least Danny was like cheers to Arya the hero of the world. I was like like
0: yeah, yeah that's pretty much figure. it.
1: I'm sorry. It like, was just so much ridiculousness. It was just, and I don't know why they're so hepped onto this Danny's evil thing. Like, well, there seems really to be a very because... logical, well, there seems to be a very logical solution to all of this, which is John and Danny get married and they rule together. Well,
0: that's what Tyrion keeps saying. Like, hey, we could get them married. And, but then Var- Varys, you know, very, you know, one of Varys's actually good points was like, yeah, and then John will do whatever Danny says. And I'm like, this is true because Stark men aren't real good at thinking on their feet. Right. It's been proven, you know? Right. So why should he rule if if you're so concerned that Danny's going to like run right over the top of him, why do you want him to be king? Right. That's what Oh, she's going somebody gonna, like that. She's going to wear the, the pants king? in the
1: relationship, so therefore she shouldn't rule and John should rule cuz he can't handle his wife like what it's like what? why
0: would you want a king that can't would let himself be steamrolled then or like, like why is, okay let's just
1: okay first of all Ugh. why is that a bad thing that danny would wear the pants in the relationship like that all right i'm sorry most like it can happen. we haven't had a million relationships where the husband was in charge i mean if if we're golden olden days I guess that's what they're doing. Then men wear the pants in ninety nine point nine nine percent of the marriages. So why can't we flip it to Danny for once?
0: Like why it's don't just, we just break that it's just wheel. So Come on, much, guys. and <laughs> like,
1: yeah, varies is like his whole thing is like, well, I'm gonna peace out because she was mad about she was mad about her dragon dying. It's
0: like, yeah, that was her child.
1: Yeah, it's like Do she lost understand. a kid. She'd be a little pissed. She's gonna be upset. And I get that, like, Cersei is, like, using them all, to like, the people to keep inside the Red Keep to, like, play chicken with Danny. Like, okay, if you want to come get me, you have to kill all these people. I still don't really get like why can't drogon just like fly over everything and just whatever it's like we have a dragon i feel like there's a lot of problems that can be solved with the dragon there should that be we're some not- like
0: precision precision fire breathing right
1: it's like a just little a, precision like, fire breathing cersei's and we're room. good to go it's
0: just
1: <laughs> like bill cersei's always in that big tower just burn down the tower and it's fine. Or go
0: for the throne room. Melt that Melt stupid throne. iron throne. I don't even care. It's just, <laughs>
1: just like, this is so stupid. So yeah, I just like, to a certain extent, I totally get fans who are like, who've been theorizing for all this time. And like, they haven't.
0: You're like, really? This is how you're going to go? Right.
1: It just, but it just, just, it just really bothers me that it just feels like we're we're ditching the the woman leader just so the man can be where be, be the king that's kind of what it feels like to me right now I
0: mean,
1: and i'm like you yeah. know i'm not here for that that ain't cool i don't like so i understand like and i'm not even a big danny fan like i like danny i like john yeah you I, and me i not the like same. you and no, me I, we are like we got to talk about jamie and brienne because like you and me are super invested in that but i like <laughs> the character assassination they're doing with danny right now i'm just kind of like if i were a danny fan I'd be so I would mad. be furious. I would be so livid. Cause it's some A yeah. plus level bullshit. The way Tyrion is everybody Beary feels like them, people the
0: people her. who are more fringe on Jamie feel like the same thing is being done to Jamie. But that's ignoring pretty much oh everything. Well, <laughs> I was like story, su- Okay, so first art. of
1: all, first of all, Jamie and Brienne <laughs> had sex and it was amazing. Amazing.
0: Like, like We were just hoping for an I love you. I know, I was like maybe show. a handshake,
1: but like <laughs> they got married and then they had sex. That's why I was like, this makes perfect sense because he knighted her last week, so now they have sex. Cause I and I really do believe I'm not really kidding. I like that that ceremony meant more to the two of them than marriage vows.
0: Correct. So uh, And listen, they had I think fans have figured out they had something like a month together in Winterfell. Where they just, you know, basically lived together for a month. Yeah, that was before, the part I was missing. Left.
1: I miss a lot, and then I have to call Callie, and then Callie's like, "Here's everything that you are being dumb about." I'm like, "Thank
0: they, you." They, they like, listen. If, if, if he slept with Brienne and then decided, "Oh no, I need to go back to Cersei," he'd have gone that first night. But he didn't. He stayed there. He talked with his brother about how happy he I was. I know. He basically had the chat with, like, as Tyrion's leaving. Oh, my God. I know. God. It was like, as Tyrion's leaving,
1: he's like, so what's go- what are you doing, bro? And he's like, well, it's basically, he basically says to him, well, my girl is sworn to, you know, protect the Stark sisters, so I'm going to hang in the north, man. And Tyrion's like, oh, my gosh. Really? What? That's amazing. It's pretty much like Jamie said, I fell in love with Brienne, and I'm going to marry her, and we're going to have a bunch of babies up in the north like, amazing! Congratulations! And then he made some height jokes, which is pretty hilarious. Now,
0: the thing—the thing that changed it—was hearing because Sansa got, uh, uh Raven, mm-hmm. saying that hey, one of Danny's dragons is dead, and they captured Danny's best friend, and they're gonna lop off her head. You know, <laughs> like they told him you know all this this that that Cersei was kind of getting an upper hand and that's what made Jamie go okay wait a minute i need to i i because here's the thing sure yes he was happy with Brienne he could happily stay with her and ignore everything that's happening down in King's Landing quite easily but that would mean ignoring his honor and his duty now he feels fairly responsible for the monster that Cersei has become you know him and Cersei were a package deal for a long long time on this show and they worked together and and she schemed and he carried out her her schemes for a long time and he feels a enormous amount of guilt about all of that and so how can he sit there and have his happy life with Brienne who is basically nothing but honor when Cersei is still down there and could potentially become, you know, be, remain the, the, the king, right? Cersei just sent a guy to kill him and Tyrion, okay? And what is Cersei going to do if it, when she finds out that he's shacked up with Brienne? Is she going to send somebody to kill Brienne? Like, Jamie's like, listen, I can't have my happy life until I go deal with her. And so he decides, well, okay, i got to go deal with her. But then Brienne catches him leaving. So what's he going to do? Is he going to tell her, listen, i got to go deal with my sister. You stay here. And Brienne would listen to that? Are you kidding me? No, she'd be saddling up her horse and riding down there with him. He doesn't want her to have to deal with Cersei. That's his mess. He doesn't want Brienne to get hurt by his mess. So his... He had to kind of... Do the jerk thing in order to protect her. To leave so he could deal with this. And I think he expects that he's going to die. I think he might surprise us. I know a lot of fans expect Jamie will die in the end. It could be he will. But I think there's also a good chance that he could survive. So... I mean, you made me really
1: happy... You know, <laughs> with that, because I was I. like, really? Because I, I always thought Jamie was going to die in Brienne's arms. Because that whole line, I want to die in the arms of the woman that I love.
0: It's entirely possible, but I don't think it's, it's, you know, it's still very much a possibility. But here's the thing. He's going to have a moment with Brienne before he dies, if he dies. And it'll all get worked out here's another thing everybody thinks that there's a good possibility that Brienne could be pregnant and this is how the Lannister line continues who's to say
1: right well because when I called you I was like upset with Jamie because the way that they phrased that conversation, it made it sound like he's going back to Cersei because he's addicted to her. And I would say like the executive producers at the end didn't really help that because that's basically what the executive producer. Oh, they want everybody. But that's what could. they want to think. And yeah. I was like, yeah. I feel like I was like, this is so. And then you were like, no, he he was there with her for a month. But then what happens? Bronn shows up and Bronn's like, hey, I was sent here to kill you two. And he realizes that Cersei is never going to she's never going to stop. Like she will always be yeah. coming after Jamie for as long as she lives. And then she kills Danny's dragon and he, he's like, okay, this is, this is a mess I helped create and I can't live my happy ending right. while I have, you know, it's like Jamie's realizing that he has already achieved his happiness before he's earned it. Right. And he can't live with himself living with Brienne. He's still
0: a knight Right, of who's honor. super,
1: like he's basically <laughs> fallen in love with the most admirable woman on the planet who's the most you know, who who has this, this higher code. And he's like, I'm not worthy of her if I don't deal with my Cersei mess. And obviously Brienne's going to go with him. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. I feel like she's going to figure out what What he's doing. So I feel like he
1: tells her all this hateful stuff about himself. Like he wants her to understand the worst aspects about himself. He's like, oh, you think you know me. You don't. Here's the worst things I have ever done. As a way to push her away, yes, but also to keep her safe. Like, he would more prefer, maybe she'll hate me because then she won't follow me and she'll be safe.
0: It's like Arya throwing rocks at her dire wolf to get her wolf to leave her so she'd stay safe. It was, like, literally the same situation, just with people, not wolves.
1: Right. So I once Callie was like, but also you have to keep in mind that he was living with her essentially for a month. I was like, oh, I didn't catch that. That's really true. So. But if Jamie's going off to like deal with Cersei, which makes sense because there's that there's that prophecy that one of her that a brother will kill her and she always thought it would be Tyrion
0: now somebody said that they never said that part of the prophecy in the show just in the books so that it may not be in play in the show just in the books i don't know how much that matters i think they could still very much do that but for better or worse there's that
1: yeah i don't like
0: it when we have to talk
1: about jamie (laughs)
0: why? Dying. <laughs> oh dying yeah because oh,
1: well. like now i'm really because like honestly i feel honestly, like i'd like... be okay so who got their happy ending sam got his happy ending basically everybody of have... everybody in the north is cool like sansa's not leaving the north everything else is going to take down take place in the south isn't it like why would why would sansa leave unless like Cersei gets like really far and she gets all the way up to the north which means that john and danny have lost and everyone's screwed i just feel like john and danny aren't gonna get their (laughs) happy ending um cersei's gonna die there's not a lot of happy ending in this show and i feel like jamie and brienne are like the biggest most sweeping big ending that you could get so the fans don't want to like jump off a bridge it's
0: true it's true, but there's also that quote from Ramsey Bolton himself, where he said, "If you think this has a happy ending, you haven't been paying attention." Well, you know that makes me sad. I don't want. Like I don't want that. that to be the thing. We would like at least somewhat of a satisfying end. Here's the thing: there's been a lot of different cast reactions to the end of the show. Some some have kind of indicated that the show ends happier than you think. Some have indicated that it ends not as happy as you think. Like I think. I think whatever happens, there's going to be a lot of people that are surprised by whatever it is that happens, which is basically just Game of Thrones in a nutshell. I mean, that's been the reality of this show for how many years now? They always somehow managed to surprise the hell out of a lot of us. Some arrow hasn't been able to do for me for a long, long time.
1: i'm sorry i'm answering this person right now and i just have to tap out because we're literally you know how like you're saying like okay there's going to be sacrifice in this show and you know we're not going to get the happy ending until the very end and you know you know the cycle you know it's like oh everything's miserable in the flash forwards and like we were like well yeah the minute they opened up the flash forwards everything had to be miserable because it's drama It's like there's this expectation that everything should be happy and perfect right now. And that's the way it should stay. And it's like, you guys, this is a television show. It's never going to be happy until the very end. There's always going to be mess and drama. So if you're arguing about the mess and drama on Arrow, it's like, I don't know what to tell you. You're never going to be happy with this show.
0: This is why I tapped out of Twitter. (laughs) Because I was like, listen... I know, I understand people are going to feel this way and they're going to be upset and they're going to want to talk about how upset they are for the remainder or whatever. And I'm like, I'm not there. I'm not on that same page anymore. I've, I've left that page. It is what it is. And so I'm like, y'all can just be upset. It's fine. I'm going to be over here doing my thing. I'm watching the last yeah, I muted shows. it because I just
1: – enough. I can't.
0: Yeah. It's just
1: – I, I almost never engage in conversation with people that disagree with me on Twitter. Number one, because I think Twitter is a horrible this- format in order to try and respond in complex um, – issues it's like it's the worst you know what i mean
0: it's really hard but then it's it's like i've
1: never seen anyone's mind change on twitter either it's this 100 it's like i call it the customer service line because it's where people (laughs) go to be angry and to yell yeah so it i respect it really bothers people that i was happy with the episode last night that i am happy with um
0: but you being happy does not mean that they need to be happy. No, like don't, wrong. exactly. It's like, like you. Stop putting that expectation on us. Right. Like that, because, because I'm happy, I'm saying you need to be happy. There.
1: No, I just no. like the episode, guys. <laughs> it's not that deep. <laughs> not, we don't go, it's yeah, fun. Kelly and I don't go too many levels beyond we like it and yeah. we hated it. We like it, but somehow it's stating the fact—and this is what you discovered last week—is somehow stating that you enjoyed something is somehow—and this has always it's been the case thing. in fandom, where it's like if you make a statement, it's I'm telling you what to think. No, I'm just saying I liked it. No, just saying I liked it. And I no, I I'm fundamentally sorry, I'm disagree with. i
0: to say I have an opinion. Well, here's the thing: I just <laughs> fundamentally
1: disagree with people in some areas on story arc drama how a television show operates and how arrow operates like there's just no divide there's just it's a divide that we're never going to cross i have long ago accepted that arrow is basically going to be a march to misery until the very end (laughs) and they are going to inflict never-ending pain on oliver until the end that's the show. It's not the flash. Barry gets all the reward before Barry has really earned it in my mind. Barry is getting all the happy and the zero consequences and the, you know, all of that jazz. And he keeps doing behavior that I'm like, oh, he should really pay for that stuff for multiple seasons, like how Oliver does. And it doesn't happen. Oliver makes a mistake and we spend two years on it. Okay, yeah, Yeah, they opened up the flash forwards because drama, you know. Oh, the cycle hasn't broken yet because it's not the end. Everything went to hell. Oliver, whatever the deal with the monitor is, Oliver goes to fulfill that and everything goes to hell because Oliver's not there to save the city. Everything is built. Sure. Everything's built around Oliver being the key to everything. But people are upset that. He's sacrificing his happy ending. He's going off to save the universe and there's drama in the flash forwards. And my point is I feel- is the show over yet? No. So until the show is over, the drama and the heartache and the pain and the sacrifice is not going to be is not going to end until that point. And if that frustrates you, then I do not see a way out of this that is happy and it's probably best to tap out right now. And that's okay. But me saying I I love the episode because I love Tommy is not, (laughs) not me saying you have to enjoy the episode. It's really not.
0: I feel more sure than ever now that if not for these flash forwards, if not for the 20 years, Oliver would have died.
1: I really agree with that. I really, really agree with that. And that's what makes this that's that's my thing about this everyone you know i know emily leaving is like worst case scenario for people but um it forced the writers hands i think that they're like okay this is really bad they had to
0: pick a particular lane right they had to pick a particular lane
1: and i think if they didn't have to do that if they had emily for present day storyline we are definitely and there was no flash forwards um we're definitely looking at Oliver dying even if there were flash forwards we're definitely looking at Oliver dying sometime in the future at the very least if not present day yeah I I I fundamentally believe that I have no basis for that other than just that feels I I I feel like there's some who believe this is this is the worst option we could be dealt with this is horrible. And I, yeah, and I don't where agree. Cal and I are at, we're like, no,
0: there's so much <sighs> no, more that not. could be worse. <laughs> I wish it was the worst, but it's not. Yeah.
1: I mean, I was, I'm always much, very much fundamental worse. in my belief that Arrow should not kill Oliver Queen, that this story should end mm-hmm. with Oliver alive. But that doesn't mm-hmm. mean Arrow's going to listen to me. Mm-hmm. When do they ever? <laughs> ever. <laughs> you know? So I that's part of my thing too. It's like, okay, this whole monitor deal and Oliver going off for 20 years and Felicity getting to raise their baby in peace and quiet is not the worst nightmare scenario for me. It really isn't.
0: It isn't when when I sit there and I feel like we've said this before how many times. I, know. I feel like a lot of fans feel like the the two paths are lost 20 years or perfect idyllic. Yeah. Family right. Oliver and Felicity raising their kids together and going to bed, bath and beyond. I feel like people think that is the, literally the two things that could Or have that happened. was a legitimate they,
1: possibility.
0: I don't think they understand it was never the happy happy idyllic. No, they situation. would never it was they're never gonna, gonna, gonna be even if we, twenty years. Let's
1: just say they gave us that. It'd be like the last minute of the show.
0: They'd kill Oliver.
1: Or well, yeah, but let's just pretend, let's just pretend like Oliver and Felicity go to Bed Bethy on, oh well, yeah, that he steps out and gets hit by a car. That that would be their version of,
0: but. Well, I'm just thinking also as, as, as launching a spinoff. They oh, would have ended yeah. somewhere, some way, tragically. There had to be something tragic. There had to be. There had to be. And they, of course they were going to do a spinoff. They were either going to do a spinoff or they're going to continue the show. Right. They didn't continue the show, so there's going to be a spinoff. That was always going to be true. So sitting there saying, "Oh, I don't want to support this spinoff." That's robbing it. it Was always going to rob it. It was. If it was always going to be something that was going to rob it. Yeah, I mean, I feel
1: pretty strongly the that network's the network's never network going to let go or Arrow.
0: Yeah, don't you? Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, I like yes. seven years is a long time, but mm-hmm. it's nowhere near as long as some
0: shows can go. Nope. And they they want more. They want more. Right. They of course, they money. want more.
1: Right. Well, it, and again, like, I, even before this whole spinoff, the flash forwards, all of that, I never expected Oliver to achieve, first of all, the level of happiness he has right now and that, that it would be continuing up to the very bitter end. It, it frustrates me a lot that people don't understand this concept of sacrifice. Like, it's supposed to make you sad. It's supposed to make you upset yeah. otherwise it's, it's not, not a supposed sacrifice. to be an
0: easy thing right. to give up it,
1: if it was easy <laughs> it wouldn't qualify as heroism and or a sacrifice and if everyone's yeah. arguing well that's lot oliver always he's always proven he's a hero yeah this isn't something oliver and felicity what they're saying is this is our state of being being a hero is who we are. Felicity literally stated that to Mia. This is who I am. It's a state of being. It's not something that's an endpoint or something that he's trying to prove. It's literally how he exists. And in that construct, there is always going to be somebody who is, there's always going to be something that prioritizes itself above Oliver and Felicity's happiness. And the the catalyst for that, the consequence for that is the children. They pay a price for that. Okay. And that's what they're exploring in this spinoff, which I think is really interesting. No one really, you know, the movie always ends when the, the hero saves the day and nobody really ever explores. Okay, but what does that look like for the kids if this hero is still heroing? You know, what does that look like? They're
0: going to get kidnapped over and over, over and, over, and over, over again. And, over and, and it's really again.
1: and I don't think Arrow <laughs> is saying Oliver Queen can't have both. I, I There seems to be this idea that that that's what they're saying this year, that Oliver can't be both, that he can't. I think what they're trying to say is there's consequences to decisions.
0: Right.
1: And that's something that we in America have a very difficult time with. We think that the buffet, there's a buffet of choices all the time no when you (laughs) pick something that closes a door more often than not okay you can't always have an array of what you want to do when you want to do it and how you want to do it that's not life you're going to have to make decisions and when you make those decisions it moves you down a path and that moving you down the path is great because that's the direction you want to go but it also closes doors behind you you don't get to flip around five years later and be like well now i want all those doors reopened that's not adulthood.
0: You are absolutely right. This is what I'm saying. And somehow we managed to go from Arrow. I know. To I segue back, back into back arrow. arrow. So games. I just,
1: my thing is what I think they're really examining is a very adult view of heroism and a very interesting perspective on what Oliver and Felicity have made the decision in their lives to be heroes. But William and Mia and JJ and Connor weren't really given a choice. You know we don't get to pick our parents so that is a really interesting concept for the spinoff but this whole idea that this was somehow going to be happiness for oliver um requiring no sacrifice whether it's like i'm sorry like that if you have that perspective you were doomed to be disappointed and that the sacrifice that oliver continuing to sacrifice like somehow the sacrificing would stop at some point no it's never gonna stop if this show goes 15 years if Stephen amell signs on for another decade it's never gonna stop they're gonna punish oliver queen with pain and misery and sorrow and the great thing i'm viewing is they haven't killed felicity like that's a legitimate
0: yeah that's a win
1: win you know because of the story we're in and i think sometimes because he's achieved so much happiness with Felicity, we forget the story we're in. And the story we're in is, this is purgatory. Oliver exists in a permanent state of purgatory until he becomes what he needs to become, and then he gets to go to heaven. But, like, not actual die, he gets to have his happiness on earth that's where I that's where I'm at and I think people are just really struggling they're really struggling with that they're really having a hard
0: time they're gonna keep struggling yeah they're just really having
1: a hard time and you know what that's kind of good because then it shows you that that the storyline is painful and it's working you know Mm -hmm. if it wasn't hard if it didn't hurt us then it wouldn't have an impact Mm
0: -hmm.
1: so I also need Jamie and Brianne to end up happy together
0: Let's cross our fingers. That would be nice.
1: All right. So do we have questions? I don't think so. I didn't I look at the watch so. over. We kind of haven't really been asking.
0: Mostly <laughs> the questions are podcast. So here we are. Here's our podcast.
1: Yeah. Do people have... um? No. Yes. Oh, like suggestions for podcasts. Like my brain is like not
0: forming No, they words. just want us to podcast. Oh, okay.
1: Yeah. We've been kind of... Listen, it's not our fault. The podcast system does not always work
0: <laughs> in our recordings so yeah it's flashing at us now so it wants us oh to it's okay we gotta <laughs> we gotta wrap it up all right
1: so we will talk next week <laughs> final episode of season seven series finale for Crystal wolf Woo! yep <laughs> all done baby oh full two hours we really we really went there yeah all right bye